Welcome to your go-to podcast for the pool and spa industry. My name is Tyler Rasmussen. And my name is Greg Viafania. And this is the Pool Chasers Podcast. All right, Chris, let's jump into the next topic here. Um, let's talk about enzymes. Can you explain what enzymes are exactly? Yep. So enzymes, also known by many people as them enzymes, <laughs> they, uh, I get that all the time. So what, what enzymes are, basically, it's, an, it's, it's a protein molecule, okay? It's non-living, but it's not quite not alive either, okay? <laughs> so think of it kind of like a zombie, not in a bad way, though. Right. Um, and just hold on to that thought. I'm so, already confused. So what, <laughs> Not a bad zombie? No, not a bad zombie. Um, so... <laughs> So basically, it's 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 a it's a protein molecule that's that's um, base. When you put it into an environment like water, what enzymes do is they're going to find something that they are attracted to molecularly. It's called substrate specific. So different categories or different types of enzymes are going to be drawn to a certain thing. They're going to grab a hold of it. There's going to be a fusion, and then they they spark something called a catalyst, which is just basically a reaction. But when you get the right enzymes put into a body of water, for example, they can be have a very strong, very fast reaction with a lot of the common um, pollutants in water. So basically what they do is that they will go, when they're introduced into water, they will find something that they're attracted to, they grab a hold of it, and they split it into two pieces. That's the catalyst. Now, that doesn't necessarily do much if you take something bad, an organic contaminant, right, like a non-living organic contaminant, so like suntan lotion. And you've got this this nasty film in a pool that we've all seen of suntan lotion, right? So enzymes, the right enzymes, will go and contact and, and stick to that suntan lotion, cause this catalyst, and split it into two. Now we've just kind of got a diluted mess. But the cool thing about our enzymes is that it's something called broad spectrum, which we naturally brew. Um, it's it's a secret process, but we naturally brew, and it's not unlike making rum. You know, it is a natural process with some natural ingredients. But the cool thing about it is, is, is our catalyst process doesn't just stop with breaking that bad thing into two pieces. Because of our broad spectrum formulation, we've got over 3,000 different enzymes in our, our brew. So those two new pieces that were, were were once one bad piece of something, there's going to be enzymes in the formulation that break those down into two more pieces and et cetera, et cetera. So it's this catalyst cycle that essentially turns the majority of bad stuff in the water back into water and air. It speeds up the biodegradation process by hundreds of thousands of times. And when we learned and, and created this process, um, we didn't just make assumptions, and this is going back to Bob, we didn't make assumptions about what we thought was in the water and what we should make this formulation of broad-spectrum enzymes able to, to take out or to clean. We actually went to different backyard swim clubs or backyard pools, swim clubs, hot tubs, health, you know, health clubs, like the nastiest things we could find. And Bob, the founder of my company, um, and then also uh, – Bob Lowry, who I think is uh, working now with Greg Garrett mm-hmm. and who's come up with some really, really cool resources, including his apps and his, and his test, his uh, classrooms curriculum. But um, we early on hired Bob Lowry. So Bob Kohlberger, the founder of Natural Chemistry back in the 80s, and, and Bob Lowry collected all this material. And through a microfiltration process, they figured out 
what should be in pool and spa water and then what shouldn't be in there and from real samples. And they took what shouldn't be in there and they determined, okay, here's the list of things that pollute water. Here's what we have to cater this multi-broad spectrum enzyme formulation around to take this bad stuff out. And, of course, we, we all know what's going on in there. you got sweat. You know, suntan lotions, fats, oils, uh, body body oils, hair products, deodorant, all that stuff comes off our body, let alone all the crazy stuff that also occurs. You know, it's like 84% of adults, they've determined pee in pools when they swim, and all kids do. You know, I mean, that's a fact. And um, I feel really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> It's just true. So, yeah. Everybody's freaking peed in a pool. So, so I know that's why I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so there was this company. There's this organization, and and they did it in Canada. But there's this there's this preservative that they're basically put in everything called Ace K, right? And so it's inert material, and it's used as a preservative, and essentially everything short of water, right? There's a little bit of Ace K. So they know now. That and it's also passes through our body. So whatever you eat, wherever it comes from, as long, if it's a packaged food or if it's a bottled drink, you're going to get some of this ACE K in your body. So they know now that it passes. So there's a there's a a, a number that's associated. So that they figured out. So if there's X amount of ACE K in a body of water, like a swimming pool, they know that there's X amount of urine that delivered that ACE K. Right? It's a static, pretty consistent number. So they figured out a way to account for as much pee, to, for an accurate number to figure out a ratio to figure out how much pee is actually in swimming pools, right? And they did a test in, in commercial, in commercial oh. pools in Vancouver and in Toronto, and it was, it was insane. Like there was one pool at a hotel that had like over 30 gallons of piss in it. What? Yeah. And so oh – Oh, my God. <laughs> and hot tubs are even worse. Oh, yeah, hot tubs. So again – we have a challenge there because that's probably public enemy number one when it comes to organic contamination or not, you know non-living organic contamination because it isn't live. Sure. But you know we're constantly exuding waste into these pools and spas just constantly. And that's why we need, and we're the pioneers in it, this really, really broad-spectrum formulation because it simply, it simply breaks all that stuff down. Right. So – it's our enzymes are different. Uh, there's a lot of there's a few other companies out there that make decent stuff um, for sure. Uh, most of the other um, offerings on the market though are going to be a commercially kind of processed enzyme. It's going to break down fat, oil. It looks kind of uh, processed. It's usually a clear and opaque liquid. Where uh, broad spectrum enzymes like our enzymes look like really really dark brewed coffee almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason they have a lot of stuff going on in there. But again. Right. You know, you're talking about other people's enzymes. Typically, we'll have one or two um, spectrums of enzyme where ours have over 3,200. So basically, we'll break down anything extremely rapidly. And again, by breaking it down, I mean we are literally turning all this bad stuff that we exude into pools and spas, all this bad stuff that builds up, we're turning it back into water and air. So think of, too, I mean, you know, if you're a pool professional – Everybody's taken out a cartridge that you're like, this is disgusting, right? It's just dripping with gnarliness. Yeah. Probably 97, 98% of that stuff is organic material. So just imagine if that was being perpetually cleaned by simply adding a couple ounces of a broad or broad spectrum enzyme or pool perfect or a spa perfect, you know? So you don't have to clean those filters. And when you do, you just have to rinse them off. You don't have to scrub them. They're not disgusting because that stuff's actually being broken down into water and air. 
It's um, very similar technology too to what they use uh, when in the ocean when there's an oil spill, and they call them dispersants. But it, it's it's a form of a spectrum of enzymes. So it, uh, it you know it really is cool stuff when you think about it, and it's it's compatible with any system, and it really uh, it really perpetually cleans the water, the filter, and the pool itself, so you don't have to scrub the tile line. If you're having that, you know, if you have a pool party and you have 15 to 20 kids in a swimming pool and it just looks hazy for a few days, that's because of organic contamination, right? So if you're proactively using a weekly dose of enzymes, that's just not there. Now, the other cool thing about it is, and and I'll let you kind of connect the dots here, listeners, but when you add a broad spectrum enzyme like Pool Perfect or one of its forms, you're taking out all this stuff that obviously has a burden or an impact on your sanitizer levels. So what you'll see as a kind of indirect huge benefit is your sanitizer level or your sanitizer in your pool is not burned ne- burdened nearly as badly because of all this contamination that's coming by bathers and from the environment. So the bottom line is the pool is going to be a lot safer. It's going to be a lot more likely to be free from disease and bacteria, and it's going to look better too. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, it's, it's safe to swim in as well, you know, after you add it. And oh, yeah. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's completely it's completely safe. You could literally, again, don't try this, but if you wanted to pour <laughs> yeah. it right yeah. on your head whilst in the pool, it wouldn't do anything that would <laughs> – don't try that at home. Follow the instruction, the manufacturer's instructions. But basically the best time to add it um, is uh, anytime. Uh, the only thing I will say, though – and this is why we talked about a zombie. I'm uh, circling back around to that. Uh, you don't want to add a, an enzyme right when you superchlorinate a pool. Um, enzymes are really not that compatible because, again, they're not quite alive. But they're not really – they don't really have a, um, an immediate or direct reaction with high levels of chlorine. So four or five parts per million, you're fine. But if you hit breakpoint chlorination, whatever that number may be, if you add whatever that pool particularly requires to hit breakpoint, um, what can happen is that uh, you can start the chlorine can actually oxidize some components of the enzyme. So, hence the zombie reference. It's not like the zombie can die because it's not alive, but you can burn it up so it's missing a leg and an arm, and it's not that effective at going out and grabbing a hold of this stuff. So you can damage <laughs> right. the 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 enzyme in its in its state of being in the water if you hit breakpoint chlorination. Again, it's not a chlorine level thing. Four or five parts per million, fine. It's no problem. It's pretty tough stuff. We've reinforced it and stabilized it. But uh, if you add enzymes, if you're a weekly client and you add enzymes and then shock it right afterwards, it's pretty much going to short circuit the enzymes. You're just not going to be at as much benefit. Right. So it's a good idea if you if if that's your protocol to to just lay off of it the week you shock. Right. So can you explain what breakpoint chlorination is for people that don't know? Yeah, it's just the uh, there's some great formulations out there that are existing um, from Taylor and from the different. Um, a lot of the different uh, apps that are available now, which, by the way, I, I really do like. I'll do a gratuitous plug. The one I personally use is the MPC one that was made for um, or made by Bob Lowry. It's the LSI a, calculator? Yep, the yep. LSI calculator. But he also has this really nifty app that will tell you exactly how much to add for the parameters of your pool when it comes to balance, but as well as shock, too. So there's a formula um, 
and it's a it's a it's a static basically formula that says if your combined chlorines here and your total chlorines here and your free chlorines here, this is per ten thousands how much you have to add to hit breakpoint chlorination. So it's just a tool to figure out exactly what that particular pool needs in order to rid itself of the combined chlorine. And uh, so, so that's basically breakpoint chlorination. Um, and the formulas are out there in, in the form of these, these app calculators, which I think are invaluable because then you're not using paper. Right. You don't have, you're not stressed to, or required to memorize these math formulas, which no one wants to do sure. off the top of their head. Now, I will say this. The, the whole point of shocking or superchlorinating a pool is to get rid of, obviously, the combined chlorine. Now, combined chlorine happens because of contamination of organic material. So what happens is if you've got X amount of free chlorine floating around the pool trying to do what it does, and you have a bunch of people get in the pool and say they a bunch of people pee in the pool, just hypothetically. So what happens is, is that chlorine is kind of a dumb molecule. So as it's floating around, it basically tries to pick a fight with whatever it comes in contact with. So if there's too much of that stuff, the chlorine molecule becomes overwhelmed and it becomes tied up. And that's when it starts to freak out and gas off. So it actually, when it becomes combined, significantly combined, it, it goes from a dissolved state to a gaseous state. And that's when you get the chlorine smell. It's when there's actually not enough effective chlorine to deal with that particular pool's organic load. Right. So understanding that, you can kind of connect the dots. If you add a broad-spectrum enzyme, guess what? That organic material is getting broken down very effectively, very quickly by the broad-spectrum enzymes, and it's allowing that sanitizer to do what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So there was a study done long, long time ago where they tried to figure out what percentage of residual, not superchlorinating, not 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 that additional boost of chlorine, but your residual chlorine, like what percentage of that actually goes to sanitizing as opposed to uh, trying to oxidize organic contaminants. And it was like 82% of the chlorine of that one to three parts per million you're desperately trying to maintain. Like 80% of that chlorine is prematurely being used up trying to oxidize all the crap that gets into these pools because pools are communal baths, you know, just same as a spa. You get out cleaner than when you went in. So to wrap it all up, these big open bodies of water, they're getting inundated with environmental contaminants that are organic, you know, from the from dust, from bird droppings, from just things falling in them. But also just by using these pools, they get organic material put in from the bathers. And that builds up and that creates chlorine consumption and, and chlorine demand. And if you add a broad spectrum enzyme, you just don't have these problems. And it's significantly the le it's, it's less maintenance, it's less labor. Your filters and your, your cycles are, uh, your filtration cycles are much more effective. You don't have to clean the filter half as often. I mean, these are just things that we see on a regular basis. So it's right. a very, very powerful technology. And it's also very forgiving because you just add it once a week or so and you're off to the races. It's also very inexpensive. Right. Well, we talked about not having a breakpoint chlorine, but is there any other tips for success when using enzymes? Um, like I said, just don't shock on the same time you apply the enzymes. Again, it's like it's not going to kill it because it's not alive like a zombie, but it will potentially damage it so it makes it less effective. Again, it's not going to completely negate it. And enzyme, our broad-spectrum enzymes like Pool Perfect, Pool Perfect Plus Phosphory, things like that, they're fine up to levels of five parts per million. Not a problem at all. Um, other than that, it's really forgiving. It's also completely compatible with chlorine generation 
alternative sanitizers, UV, ionization, nature two, you know, just to name a few, just to name a few, but it's compatible with all sanitizer systems, including biguanides, which I know those really mm-hmm. aren't as popular as they were at one time, but there's still people out there that use hydrogen peroxide sanitizer system. So yeah, it's totally compatible with those as well. Cool. And you got, you mentioned the products, but you know, so it's pool perfect, spa perfect. What else you guys have? Oh, we got pool perfect. We got spa perfect. Those are standalone products. We've got a hybrid, um, cleanup product called pool perfect or, uh, pool first aid, excuse me. Um, it's awesome for cleaning up. Like, uh, after you kill an algae bloom, it'll, it'll basically clean up all that cloudiness that occurs afterwards without brushing or scrubbing. It just grabs a hold of that stuff and breaks it down and it filters uh, it out and it what? filters it out. Wow. Um, it's really, really, it's really, uh, that's the first aid one. Yeah. Pool first aid. It's really effective for that. Um, we get a few times a year, we get this call at our customer service number. Um, somebody who was frying a turkey by an open pool around, uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> and the turkey fryer falls in or something happens. A lot of times they leave the fryer out there overnight and the dog knocks it over in a pool, whatever. So they get gallons of that peanut oil into a swimming pool. We always recommend first aid and it works. So it's just, it's a great problem solver. Cool. But again, it's a lot of organic material. With the right blend of enzymes added, that material is just broken down. Sure. Very similar to cleaning up oil spills in the ocean. Mm. Um, one thing I will say is water temperature is kind of always dependent. And that doesn't matter if it's a, an enzyme or anything, really. The colder water is, once you get below 65 degrees, things just slow down. And there's really one reason. It's not the product's fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's just when water gets cold, things get heavier and they just don't move. They just start to really, really slow down. And water's molecules too, just like yeah, so exactly. So those molecules get heavy and they just come to a grinding halt. So the prime spot to add any chemical, it doesn't matter, is between basically sixty-five to ninety. You know, anything above ninety, you can get some things that start to break down and they have to be buffered. And we do have special formulations within our product line that we've accounted for these higher temperatures. So anything that's spa specific, we've buffered to work in 95 or higher temperatures, which is important because a lot of times people are like, well, can I just use this enzyme in my spa? And the answer is no, because it worked really well for a short amount of time. But because of that temperature would flash off, we actually buffer and make our spa version much more sustainable and effective in high water temperatures. A lot of good information. There. Yeah, we got you covered. Thank you guys so much for listening. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending that with us. Also, if you guys missed episode 30, we discussed how we are now doing pool chasers full time. We're super excited for it, guys. It's a very big step as husbands and as fathers, but we truly believe in the message. We 100% believe in the pool chasers community. You know, so we launched our Patreon page. So if the podcast has brought you any value at all, please consider donating financially. Every little bit helps. We're very committed to bringing you guys the best content possible. This will help us go out and get that content for you. So if you believe in the podcast as much as we do and you want want to sign up to be a patron go to patreon.com backslash pool chasers that's patreon.com backslash pool chasers this would mean the world to us guys we truly appreciate your time and your ear we will not take it for granted thank you so much for your support if you have any questions please email us at poolchasers.info at gmail.com please take the time to follow us on instagram facebook twitter and youtube and if you have not checked out the facebook group yet please do so it's awesome in there also if you could take a little bit of time to go to apple Podcasts and rate us and review us that would really help us out there there. So thank you guys so much for the support. We appreciate all of you so much. See you out there, pool chasers. chasers.